Welcome back. Coach Mary and Coach Zan here today, and we are so excited to have one of my very dear friends, the OG Jill Christine. I am so, so pumped to have her on the podcast. But in case you are new to us, we are The Habit Team. The Habit is a nutrition coaching company made for women by women. Our program is built for you with coaches who put your goals, lifestyle, and personality first. If you want to learn more about us, head to the episode notes or go to thehabit.com to request more info. So Jill, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. First of all, you are the OG, the like <laughs> guru of fitness. I started following you like, I don't know, four years ago on Instagram, you were the first influencer I ever followed. And I told you this before, when I first started, when I started (laughs) trying to lose weight. And I remember looking at you thinking, damn, I want to look like her one day. Uh, She's amazing. (laughs) Like she is literally goals. And so I am so glad that you are here today. And we can kind of learn more about you and um, talk more about your journey, um, because it has been an awesome one. And you have so much to teach other women. And I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me too. I'm more than excited to be able to chat with you guys. Thank you. Okay. So let's first start off. Just tell us a little bit um, about yourself. Aside from, you know, obviously what we see on Instagram and the stuff that you show on Instagram, what, um, tell us just about Jill. Who are you? So I live in Minnesota. I was born and raised here. I am married. It'll actually be five years this year. So my husband and I met at my one of my first jobs working at the grocery store. And um, so we've had a long journey of like 12 to 13 years or whatnot. And he's a firefighter. So um, it's always an interesting lifestyle uh, dating a first or married, being married to a first responder with crazy schedules and whatnot. Um, I love exploring new things, uh, biking, being out in nature, spending time with time with my friends. Um, I'm a very open-minded person, and I just really enjoy, um, you know, living life, living life to the fullest. I love that. Me yeah, too. Awesome. I, I wish I got out more. Do you like, do y'all go do like out? I see, I always see y'all like in a like garage or at least I used to where you put the vest on and y'all yep, climb yep. the stairs. Do y'all still do yes. that? Yes. So we did used to do the parking garage quite a bit and Joe likes it cause it helps with firefighting. Um, like just the endurance and stuff. I haven't been doing it anymore, more so cause I'm on a healing journey which I'm sure we'll talk about um, later in the podcast. But um, we like we did get bikes this year. And because I kind of, I was like, you know, I'm not in my 20s anymore. We don't go out to the bars. That's not our thing. I need a hobby. So we did go get like mountain bikes. And so we actually have been doing some of the mountain bike trails, which is can seem a little sketchy when you're first starting out. It's a little intimidating, but um, no, it's it's been fun. And I have to do a lot of that type of stuff too, just on like days when he's gone. It's really forced me to do self-discovery and find new hobbies because at 30, you know, we don't have kids yet. So it's just like finding things to do that aren't like, you know, bar activities and stuff mm-hmm. that most, you know, you did when you were younger. So yeah, I, I just love adventure. Now, when or you, you continue to do like Zan yeah. <laughs> and <in> thirty, <laughs> like go to the bars, <laughs> or you yeah. continue to do. 
Well, I do do that every once in a while, but hangovers hit differently at this age. So, girl, I know. I went out on Saturday. It was supposed to be a chill night. Never turned into a chill night, and I'm still feeling it today. So this is thirty for sure. I know, I know. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to let loose and just make those memories. But you know, there's always a time and place for it. So, hey, it was National Tequila Day yesterday. So it was. I had to celebrate. I know. Well, I hope you had one for me too because I got after it the the weekend before I got after one in Texas. Jill, when you met your husband, was he already training to be a firefighter? Was he already one? What was um, like his background? So he actually was, um, that was his like dream career that Mm -hmm. he wanted. We met when we were 19 and 18 and 19. He met me literally right before I started my fitness journey as well. So he literally saw me through the weight loss, through everything. Um, but he, he, um, sprained or broke his ankle on September 11th, 2001, like the September 11th. And, um, the city that he's from, the firefighters are all the medical response, which is, that is what he works for this St. Paul, um, they do all medical response as well. So they are the EMTs, you know, the paramedics that are responding and the fire trucks came. And like that day, I guess he just, he knew he wanted to be a firefighter. And so he went to college for uh, fire science and it's really hard to get on full time, like a big department. It's a lot about like who, you know, and stuff. He was definitely overqualified. He joined the military. So he did air force, um, reserves for 10 years and just to help build his resume. And um, then as he he did like a lot of construction jobs and stuff in between while he was also still serving in the Air Force, but he was just, he was trying so hard to do everything he could to train for that and get on that. And then he did finally, he interviewed five times, which even to get to the interview process is a big deal because there's probably like 200 people on the list, you know? Um, And then his final interview that he had was the week of our wedding. And he almost didn't go. It was his fifth one. Cause I could, he's like, he is very ambitious when it comes to things that he wants, but I could just see the amount of just like hope, like just falling away from him and whatnot. And so I encouraged him to go and then he got on and it was, I literally couldn't have, I cried. Like it was, when you can really be happy for someone else's happiness, mm-hmm. like, you know, you're going in the right place, you know? Yeah, so absolutely. it was, it was a good, and now he's been on uh, four years, I think four or five years. So that's awesome. it's been a wild ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've seen a um, lot, heard a lot, puts a lot of perspective. Yeah. Well, where I was going with that is just to see, like, do you feel like he was part of your inspiration to start your weight loss journey or where did that come about? You know, what was kind of your like final, like aha moment of being like, all right, you know, I need to get my shit together. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, he actually was not involved in, in that beginning at all. He was my first person that I trained with though. But for me, it was more, I was in a relationship when I, so it was like after my senior year in high school and I grew up overweight and, you know, just a bigger girl. I wouldn't say that it was, I was like super, super overweight, but I definitely wasn't healthy. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of boyfriends or anything. I was just everyone's friend and it created a lot of insecurities and stuff. And then fast forward to high school, um, I was in a comfortable relationship dating an older guy. He was 
I think like three years older than me. And um, I ended up hanging out with those friends. And then someone, we went to a party and um, the next day they were making fun of a girl and how she looked at that party. And someone else in the group, one of the guys had said, oh, that looks like Jill. And I had already been struggling with like how I felt about myself and I had gained probably like 10, 15 pounds right after high school too, because I was in this relationship and we, you know, we weren't eating good and stuff and it hit deep. Like, honestly, like at that moment, you know, I'm 18, of course, I'm really concerned about my appearance. I was just like, all right, that's it. I'm sick of this shit. You know, literally you just you get so sick and tired of your own shit that you have to make a change. And I think that's what happens with a lot of people. They finally just hit that point where they're like, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. I, I got to do something about it. And, um, you know, the only way to, if you want different, you got to do different. And so that kind of was that specific moment. I will never forget that moment, especially because it came from a guy that I had a crush on in high school too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, was even more whatever and man you know then fast forward I never would even even imagine of why I would continue this lifestyle compared to my original reasons of why I started it Mm -hmm. so different now (laughs) oh my gosh I just imagine being 18 and like hearing something like that because especially from somebody that you like their opinion Mm -hmm. means so much to you at that age like even sometimes as adults, there can be opinions of other people. But I think at that age, you're really susceptible to what people are thinking about you because you are so aware of you want to people please almost at that age mm-hmm. and you want people to Absolutely. like you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I can just can imagine. You just, can you just imagine too, like you, your mindset and like what you know now compared to like in high school, like the things we worried about, none of that. And that's why I hope I know my audience is mostly like around my age, but I hope I can reach the younger ones too. So that, you know, they can have, I didn't have a role model. I didn't have like a mentor to tell me not to worry about these things, but man, you know, none of that stuff even matters now. And it's like, Oh, how silly, you know, that we are so concerned about it, but it is like, a make or break age where things, you know, really are amplified. Totally. You know, I love that you mentioned, you know, your initial push to change was due to that um, guy's remarks. But as you started your journey, you definitely realized that he's not the sole reason why you started this. And so there was that extrinsic motivation at the beginning, but it then turned more intrinsic. And so I would love to hear kind of more about that, like the mental process of it all. Yeah, for sure. So um, when I first started, I did not know what I was doing. And that, like you said, that was kind of the driving force was that comment. But I also was already struggling internally with myself. And so it really forced me to turn inward and really like figure out who I am, what I want, like, you know, all of that. And so when I started going and then you start seeing results, it just further perpetuate, like it really taught me how strong I am as an individual. Like what the gym has taught me mentally is stuff that I will take with me my whole life. Like it has taught me discipline. It has taught me um, to believe in myself, which I think is number one. Like 
half the reason that I try any new thing these days is because I always think back to, oh, remember when you looked at those weights and you laughed because you're like, you can never lift that. And then here you are going above and beyond that. Or like the days that you just are like, I don't not, I don't want to be here. I absolutely just hate this. Oh my gosh. But you go and you push through. And then after you're like, wow, I feel amazing. I just did that. That was so hard mentally, but I pushed through. So um, it's, it's definitely something that you just develop as you go. So I'm, I'm going to say you're not necessarily going to have one day that it's just like it clicks, but you just have to keep showing up. If you keep showing up and you make that commitment for yourself, you will absolutely go places and you will see the growth come, but you have to be willing to just keep showing up and understand that showing up does not mean showing up with a hundred percent full tank every day. It's going to look different. I think a lot of people have, um, their expectations are off and that's why a lot of people, I don't want to say fail, but a lot of them fall off and then they come back on and then they fall off. And it's just this big circle of events that keeps repeating and it never sticks. And it's, it's because of that, you know, they just expect it's got to be all. And if it isn't, then I messed up, I screwed up my progress and I quit. So the mental side of it is not something that you can just like, it's just you. the only way, the only way to the other side is through is what is the best way that I can say it, I guess. Yeah, I love I totally that. Agree. I'm going to be sending all my clients to this specific clip because I, you ask, I mean, Mary, I'm sure you get this all the time, but clients are like, what do you do when you lose motivation? My motivation ebbs and flows. I just don't feel like doing shit today. And, you know, it's hard because you're not there with them in person to really kind of give them that shove, but you just said it so perfectly. So thank you for that. And I'm going to utilize it all the time. (laughs) Well, and I think one more thing to add on that is you have to start thinking about this lifestyle as more than just your physicals. Like, literally your internal health and like how you're gonna when you're 60 years old do you want to be able to keep up with your grandkids stuff like that so essentially it's like do you do you wake up and feel like you want to brush your teeth every day but you're probably not jumping for joy like let me grab that toothbrush (laughs) can't wait or even paying your taxes stuff like that but that's just stuff that you have to do as an adult and so of course you want to enjoy this lifestyle and make it fitting so that it's fun but at the end of the day it is about your health too and if you can really put value on a bigger purpose than just how you look or you know physique goals and really like connect to that why deeper then I think it also is easier to come like keep showing up and understanding that like okay if you forget to brush your teeth today are you just gonna never brush your teeth again you know what I mean that's not a, it it is what it is you can keep coming back to it and it doesn't have to be an end-all be-all mm-hmm. whatnot yeah absolutely most definitely. Yeah. I remember this kind of this pivotal moment in my weight loss journey when you talk about lifting weights. Cause I remember this talk you had when I had started following you and it was, and I will remember it forever. You base, I remember you saying that as women we're stronger than we give ourselves credit for, you can probably lift heavier than you think. And I remember always going to the gym and like not lifting as heavy as I thought I could. So I'm like, there's no way I can lift that. Um, and then I remember you always said that like numerous times, that was like four years ago. And I think I, I still implement that same thought of 
as women, we can, we are stronger mentally and physically than we ever give ourselves credit for. And if you try, you can continue to try, even if it's just one rep, even if it's just one time, like that's better than, than anything. And I remember getting my first time ever getting like a 30 pound overhead press. And I remember that because that was a huge goal for me was getting that. And then I remember Mm -hmm. that talk you had saying the same thing you just said was, um, you know, thinking, oh, I'll never be able to do that. I'll never. And then you have these limiting beliefs of like, you'll never be able to do it. Well, then you believe what you think. And you'll, exactly. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's, and sometimes I got to say, sometimes my new way of thinking where I'm like, oh, you can do it. Just give it a try. Sometimes I'm a little too ambitious and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, maybe you should settle down. You believe in yourself a little too much. You're going to get hurt. But, <laughs> but no, you're exactly right. You, you know, how you speak to yourself is essentially how you live your life. So if you tell yourself you can do it, if you just go for it, again, you got nothing to lose, you know, like what's the worst that can happen? You can't do it. And then you just try it again eventually. Like it's not, it's not, you're not going to always, if you continue to just do the same things, you're going to have the same results. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of switching gears here, I want to talk about, I, you used to work in pharmacy and I remember you carry your egg burrito, you'd always have that with you. And so I kind of want to touch on, because we obviously have clients who work full-time jobs and they have, you know, they're, they have a whole eight hour stretch where they aren't able to get things done. Like I work from home, so my schedule is a little bit more relaxed in that way, but I would love to hear kind of your top, um, ideas or what I'm, yeah, what, I don't yeah. know, whatever, like what I'm trying to say. Things. Yes. Yeah. That would help somebody who has a full-time job continue to stay on the path of the, their health and fitness mm-hmm. journey. So this is, and this is stuff that I still impl- implement till, you know, today, just because I get overwhelmed when I have too many things and I don't have things organized. Um, but I mean, even back when I worked full-time at the pharmacy, there was a period of my life where I also was still serving. So I was working full-time at the pharmacy and then I was also a server. So I know that you can do it. And I you know, I'm sure you also have clients that are parents along with that and they make it work. But the biggest things I would say, one is meal prepping ahead of time, having some, you know, your, your meals taken out. It doesn't even have to take a long time. If you have an air fryer, that is the absolute easiest meal prep friendly thing ever, (laughs) you know, just mass meal prep, some, um, some food on Sunday and kind of set out your meals so that you can have them ahead of time. Then all you have to do is grab for it when it's time to go. Um, like Mary mentioned with the burritos, you know, at the pharmacy, I didn't get enough breaks to the amount of time that I wanted to eat. So I literally would make these little egg burritos and I would wrap them in tinfoil and I would put them in my pocket and, you know, to go along with people who are nurses and stuff protein bars, something like that. And then, you know, take a bathroom break and eat it. Sometimes that's what you got to do, but I can tell you, I'm not going to starve. So, um, you know, that was something that I did for sure. And just having those meals ahead of time will always keep you on track rather than, and honestly, it's cheaper. I think, you know, sometimes people think convenience, you know, whatever, but if you prep your own food at home, like you actually are going to save money rather than going out for lunch every time at, at, um, at work or whatnot. So prepping meals and having snacks and stuff on hand will absolutely help you stay on track. Um, along with that, with your workouts, I highly recommend having work your workouts planned. So like pick 
pick your workouts you're going to do for the week. Do that for four to six weeks, but have your exercises written out ahead of time before you go to the gym, especially if you're on a time crunch, because um, if you don't have a plan, you're going to waste so much time wandering around the gym, figuring out what I should do, and you're probably not going to have a very effective workout. If you have a workout plan ahead of time, you go in, you focus, you execute, it's done. Um, and then schedule them into your day. Uh, figure out where it's going to work best. I know a lot of uh, my clients and myself, I prefer to get it done in the in the morning. If that means that I have to get up an hour earlier so that I can get it done in the morning, then I don't have to worry about it the rest of the day. You know, schedule your workouts into your day just like you would schedule a dentist appointment. Like that's a non-negotiable. You have to decide that it's a non-negotiable for you. Um, and then also along with that, give yourself some flexibility. Like every day, if you have a chaotic schedule and things aren't like always lining up. Like I get that. I got to move things around all the time, but just by having that meal prep ahead of time, you can have control of that, you know, focus on the things that you can control and do and execute those. And on days that other things are beyond your control, you know, just, all right, tomorrow's a new day and, and we get back to it. So, um, getting rid of that all or nothing mindset again, because when you're busy, you're not always going to be able to be all on and your priorities are going to have to shift sometimes, but that's how life is. And if you can go with the ebbs and flows of life, um, and learn to be able to implement this lifestyle through them all, you're going to be more successful in the long run, but planning, plan, 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 schedule, schedule, schedule the mm -hmm. most that you can to the best that you can. Yeah. Now, at the beginning of your like fitness journey, when you were still working multiple jobs, I mean, like you said, you can only control certain things. Some things are going to pop up. So let's say you had a workout scheduled and it just didn't go as planned. You didn't end up being able to exercise at all that day. How did you handle it then? And how do you feel like you handle those kind of situations now? Oh, totally different. Having um, rest day anxiety is a real thing. And I want to say that is one of the biggest things that majority of my clients come to me with is just this more is more, always got to be doing more, always got to be executing the most. And, you know, back then, yeah, it would definitely stress me out. Now I'm like, well, whatever, you know, I, I try to get walks in every day and be active a little bit, but rest is so extremely important. And I don't even think people realize the amount of results that they can have if they were doing seven days a week strength training and cut it back to four to five. Like I, the second that I started implementing more rest days and granted, you got to execute your workouts too. You got to put effort into your workouts, you know, as well. But the second I started taking rest days and then still executing my workouts, I, my results went through the roof. It is so important. And it's, you know, chalk it up as a rest day, chalk it up as, oh, now my body is going to be more fresh tomorrow because I got a little bit of extra rest. Totally different mindset for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think people realize like muscles and, and all of that aren't built in the gym. It's actually built when you're resting and eating your protein. Mm -hmm. And that's like, you're, you're tearing the muscles. You're doing and that sleep. when you're working out. And then when you're resting and you're sleeping and you're eating a sufficient amount of food, 
that's when you're building your muscle, not what you're doing for that hour in the, in the gym or whatever. That, well, and honestly, so. you just are going to feel better too. You're going to have more energy if you're, rec- if you're just burning yourself out, you know, working out seven days a week. Now, now I'm doing hit cardio. Now I'm doing this. You're never giving your mind a rest or time to rest. Like you, you're just going to keep spinning your wheels. I saw a quote recently or a post where it said, relaxation is one of the hardest things for humans to learn how to do. And I 1000% agree. We're just an on, on, on society, you know, and things are getting even more fast paced with the internet and with social media and all these things. And our brains are just overdrive all the time and stress can kill you. I mean, the healing journey I'm going through right now, a lot of it has to do with that, with resting, recovering, learning to do that more, stress management. But um, yeah, you absolutely, I cannot um, even emphasize enough how important it is to implement rest days into your routine. And if you are overly busy, even more important because you're probably running around, you know, like crazy anyways. So if you're not having like a full day, whenever you're not busy at work to just relax rather than rushing to the gym, you are you know, again, going to keep spinning your wheels and not get the results that you want. Yeah, I completely agree. And along with that, you know, quote unquote mistake that a lot of us can make of not taking rest days, I would love to know, like, as you've um, grown and you've become more seasoned in your health and fitness journey and in this community, what are some of the things that you feel like you have struggled with along the way and you've been able to learn from and, and then in turn teach other women from those mistakes as well? Yeah, absolutely. So like we just said, a a huge one was not taking enough rest days and always wanting to train and overtraining um, along with that under eating. Um, I don't think I ever tried to under eat. I was just under educated. So I think it's really important to educate, um, educate women and, you know, people on why nutrition is so important. And I think once you actually kind of explain to people too, like the purpose of it and like how it fits in as like an actual process, it makes them have a little bit less emotional attachment to it, um, which makes it a little bit easier to implement. But I definitely was under eating and not even realizing it and not even knowing how important and how much better results I could get when I actually fed myself and then felt better. Um, and then form, I definitely like when I first started, I didn't even know that I should be learning form or this was when I first started my journey, it was before social media was before really the only thing that was around was like Mm bodybuilding.com, which I kind of would go on, (laughs) but like we didn't have Instagram or anything, you know? So I just was like learning from machines, like the pictures, the pictures on yeah. and stuff. Yes. Yeah. I would just go down the row and whatever. Um, but not understanding like learning form and then also too much, um, too much cardio and too much, um, like workout hopping, like not doing consistent workouts versus just like thinking I always needed to change my routine every single day rather than just like focusing on executing, you know, a certain, routine for like four to six weeks so I could actually progress. I don't think I really understood progressive overload that much either. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. Majority of this mistakes made is just due to lack of education. But that's what you're here for and everyone else for that matter. And even though social media can be really damaging to some, it's also such a great hub now for that education. And so I'm sure your followers have learned so much from you and have taken your advice as well. Well, that's what I really want to be able to help them with is because my journey, the first five years, you know, it took forever to get to where I was in five years, but it didn't have to. And it's because, again, I didn't have the education. So if I can stop um, someone from having to waste, you know, a lot of time or energy, stress, whatever. And also it's hard to unlearn you know, bad habits. So if you can start your journey with the right information from the beginning, it's going to be a lot easier to be successful and, you know, get there a lot faster. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Uh, we always say you're, you, if you've been doing bad habits for three years, it's never going to, 12 weeks is nothing to unlearn those habits. You've got to continuously mm-hmm. like work on it all mm-hmm. the time. So that is so true. Um, And I know we've kind of mentioned in the podcast about you struggling with some internal health Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And so I would love to hear just kind of more, not necessarily, you don't tell us all the nitty gritty, but like, what has that journey looked like for you? And and what are you doing differently to try to help navigate that situation? Yeah, absolutely. I I love to talk about this because I feel like um, this is super important, especially as I know you guys have a ton of female, probably you're all female clients Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my following being majority female is that, uh, you know, there's so much more with your internal that you don't even realize. And I think gut issues, hormone issues are starting to become a lot more common and people are talking about them. And I'm so happy because there's a lot of your lifestyle habits that are contributing to it. So um, essentially, I want to say April 2021, I started to experience like a lot of inflammation and bloat and gut issues and whatnot. Never really, you know, I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, am I gaining weight? I don't really know. But my eating was the same. So um, I, in September of 2021, I finally reached out to someone. We did some tests and stuff. And they said that I had um, gut dysbiosis, which, you know, it, it got better for a little bit. I followed the protocol and then, um, you know, it just got really bad then this year again. And so I knew that I didn't line up with the right provider at first. So, you know, that, and that can be anyone going, um, through a health journey. I just want to put it out there, like keep going, keep fighting for your health because it is hard to find providers sometimes, you know, that really care. So anyways, I found a functional medicine, um, practitioner, which I feel like that's, a good route to go um, when you are experiencing stuff like that. And we did um, what's called a Dutch test. And that um, tests your cortisol levels throughout the day, different points of your cortisol levels, along with your sex hormones and like how it's synthesized. And it's very, very detailed. And, um, and then we did a GI map and whatnot. So it was um, a very long process, but I did finally get answers that my cortisol level and adrenals, they were just completely off and through the roof. So essentially, the stress and my sex hormones being off is what was causing my gut issues. And your gut is 
is a very complex thing. It is connected to so many different things. So if you're having bloat all the time, I highly encourage anyone to, you know, go get some tests done and figure out you have to get to the root cause. A lot of people are just like, oh, I'm bloated all the time. What supplements do you take to help bloating? It's like, no, 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 that's not even normal. Like it's not normal to be bloated all the time. You need to get to the root cause. And a lot of times there could be other things going on in your system that you don't even know that is actually causing your bloat and your gut issues. It might not even be like a bacterial infection in your gut. It could be that your adrenals are off, like I said, or your stress hormones or um, sex hormones, stuff like that. So it's really important to just do like get those yearly checkups, do ask for full blood panels and stuff like that. Um, and so then once I got answers, uh, we were put on a pro, I was put on a protocol. The biggest things, of course, I took some supplementation. My gut also was like some of the bacteria in my gut was off. So I needed to you know, address that as well. But um, along with some of the supplements, the real work was getting my stress down and um, my cortisol levels down, which when my cortisol levels were high, it was making my testosterone low, which that's not helpful for building muscle. You as women need, we as women need testosterone as well. And then also had my progesterone really low to essentially um, I wasn't even really ovulating. I was missing periods. That's another thing. It is not healthy to not be having periods, you know, when you're in the age range to be having them. So um, the biggest lifestyle changes that I made was one, I had to get my stress under control. And that um, that required taking a full inventory of my life, figuring out what where is the most stress for me. It was creating Instagram content. So I took a step back. I still showed up on stories, but I just wasn't doing posts on my actual page very much. And I just needed to do that for myself. Um, and then along with that, I started doing a tapping meditation. Um, it's essentially where you just tap on different points of your body and you listen to the person kind of guide you through it. I chose that one because I um, like to think a lot. So just sitting in silence meditating didn't sound like it would be very helpful for me. But, um, you know, I was open to doing anything because I just wanted to get better. So I did that. Um, and then I did more walks in nature, more human connection, really just being present and uh, separating myself from, you know, um, from the hustle and bustle that was stressing me out and then um with training so weight training is a stressor on your body strength training lifting weights is a stressor on your body if your body is in a constant flight or fight mode and you are overstressed you need to scale back you need to you don't have to completely cut it out because you know it is good for your health but um i dropped back to at first to three um three times a week and then i did increase to four times a week no heavy compounds no um no supersets, ample rest in between workouts, um, or in between in between exercise, no max heart rate, no hit cardio, um, and then feed up. Make sure you're feeding up. Uh, Nutrition-wise, you definitely don't want to be in a deficit when you're trying to heal your gut or your hormones or really any anything of your body. When it is um, down and out, you want to make sure you're eating enough. And um, let's see, what else did I do? I think those were like the, and then prioritizing whole foods as well. You know, making sure that I wasn't eating a ton of processed foods that would interrupt my gut. 
and actually there is one more thing. Um, one more thing I really want to actually let everybody know about because I know a lot of women are guilty of this, but not training fasted and not um, having caffeine fasted. So those are two things that can drastically like affect your cortisol levels. And if you're waking up every morning and you're not having some proper like food or fuel in your body and then you're just down in the coffee, that's going to make it even higher, you know, which then can throw off your sex hormones. And then same with training fasted. If you can get some food in first, like that is always going to be a priority, especially us as women. I want to say that women um, have a harder time with it. Men can tend to handle like training fasted a little bit better, but that is a huge thing. And I know a lot of people have, since I've shared that and learned that through my own experience have implemented that and have said that they feel a lot better prioritizing some food before they're working out or um, before coffee in the morning. So those were, yeah, it was just, you had to change your mindset to a healing, healing perspective and understand that the goal is not building the most muscle right now the goal is getting better sometimes you have to take a step back so that you can take three steps forward you know yeah oh my gosh i need to do that i i always drink coffee for i i know that is that's not the best thing for you it, yeah. it's a such a habit that i need to break and i keep telling every time i make my coffee i'm like man i really shouldn't be doing this right now and it's like but i do it and it's like i now it's like you told me this and i'm like okay jill says i need to so i'm gonna do it. Yeah. um yeah. no i love well, that and, and you can still have it in the morning but just yes like, i need to eat, eat something yes. first and then then mm-hmm. have your coffee I know. And this is the perfect example of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, because had you gone into this with this fixed mindset of saying, no, like this is how I live my life and this is what's going to happen instead of being like, you know what, like I'm going to grow along with this and I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to change things up. And that that's, it's amazing that you're able to, I'm sure at first it was, it's hard to understand why is this happening to me? Why do I have to do this or whatever? But when you have that growth mindset and you're able to grow and learn, um, it's a beautiful thing. And so I think that you're, you're doing amazing navigating that. That sounds really rough. It's, it's definitely hard, you know, especially I think it was really hard for me in the position I'm in. My job revolves around filming my workouts and like, showing up and I just didn't want to like my inflammation was next level I felt uncomfortable in my body and and it's a lot it was a lot and a lot of inner work but I'm so thankful for it because I'm growing and I will say even post so right now I want to say it's been about a month or two of my body's getting back to normal I'm feeling good and stuff but my body is not the same I'm not as lean as I was and I'm learning to accept that and accept that this is like what I'm meant to be and I don't need to be as lean as I was and in fact I don't even want to be I feel healthy I feel like a woman but I feel strong and it's like it's put so much perspective into me like going through that and just like really having to fight for your health and a lot of times you know people get so stressed out about certain things but then like once your health is gone you realize nothing else ever mattered like it's all your health and I'm just so thankful for that so yeah like I said it's not and I want to say to anyone listening who's going through something with their health or they're frustrated because they don't even know what and that's the hardest part is when you don't have answers yet to like be hanging on but like just fight for it you deserve to be healthy you deserve 
to um, keep going. So like just keep fighting. And I promise if you bring that will every day and understand that like it's this, it's this or, or, or you know, you're going to like be living the way you're living forever that you'll keep, you know, you'll keep going. So it's, yeah, it's not always easy, but I'm, I'm thankful for, I think it's making me a better coach too, because I, now I understand the, the internal, I understand how important it is like with hormones and all of that, like all should be taken into account so that you can live your best life. I was just going to say, I mean, you're a perfect example of taking a challenge and turning it into a learning experience. And now because you have experienced it firsthand, Mm -hmm. you know exactly how to guide clients that might be struggling with the same thing. And, you know, they'll take your word for it because you've built up your credibility in that way in a sense too. So I think that's Mm -hmm. really empowering. Right. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to end on um, just kind of you giving your um, advice as far as if you could say one thing to somebody who has decided they're listening to this podcast, you're like, you know what, I'm going to start my fitness journey today. What would be a piece of advice that you would give to that person who is going to just kind of dive into um, lifting and, and taking mm-hmm. their health into their own hands? Yeah. So I would first say just start small. Um, You don't need to go from zero to 100. That's going to be extremely overwhelming and it's going to feel not doable. So, you know, just start implementing like two days a week or whatnot. Make small habits and then build upon them and eventually it'll turn into a whole lifestyle. Um, When you're first starting out, focus on form and mastering the basic movements. Um, those are the meat and potatoes of, um, you know, of training and form is so important, not only to be feeling it in the right places and, uh, and to prevent injury, but also to see the results that you want. So prioritize form, have patience, um, also take your rest days seriously, you know, Four to five days is plenty to be able to see results. And then also follow a consistent workout schedule. Um, You don't need to be changing your workouts every single day. In fact, that's creating more work and stress for you because now you got to think about it. But, you know, make a routine for a week and follow that for four weeks or for six weeks and then switch it up. Um, It's not all or nothing. Again, if you can't make all your workouts during the week, you're your effort is is still valid and your progress isn't lost just keep picking back up where you left off so yeah i would say form consistency consistency over perfection always um you don't need to switch your workouts up like every single day and don't have an all or nothing attitude and take your rest days seriously and have fun. <laughs> have fun with it. Check, 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 yes. check, and check. I feel yes. like that was the so, habit. I mean, in that wasn't one. <laughs> yes. I that love was more that. like seven, seven things of advice, but but it's all, all under it's it's all under one yeah. umbrella, and it all fits under. And you need to try to do your best to do all of it. But it, it as long yeah. as you're getting some of that in, then you have accomplished the mm-hmm. day, even if it's just one thing. If it's meal right. prepping your your day and that's that's all you could do for the next day then great you did right. something that's exactly and that's why amazing it's exactly why i say just start small one habit at a time mm-hmm. master mm-hmm. one then add another master another mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you look back and you're living a whole different life that you exactly. love that you build yeah. you know mm-hmm. exactly 
Exactly. Well, Jill, thank you so much for being here today. And honestly, I know I've said this so many times, but you have been a pivotal woman in my journey and you will continue to. You are and always will be an absolute beast in everything that you do. And I am so happy that you are my friend and that we have connected. Um, And I'm just so happy that you were able to come on and tell us all about your story and just inspire more women because I know that that's ultimately what you're, I know that that's what you're called to do. You've inspired so many women and you're going to continue to do that with your story and your new story and your old story and your stories to come. So um, I just love you so much. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. I love you so much too. And I really feel like it was just social media can do some amazing things and getting to know you has been one of those things for me as well. So you guys are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zan, I love you too, but also... Yes, it was great to meet you. And you too, Zan. You too. No, I was going to say it. It was awesome getting to know you a bit more. Obviously, I've heard so much about you from Mary, and you honestly are... I mean, I can't wait for this episode to launch. Like, I truly think you're going to inspire so many of our clients as well. And so thank you again for, you know, being so open and vulnerable about your own journey. Absolutely. I, I always appreciate transparency, so. Well, stay tuned for our season finale where we chat all about the different phases of macro tracking. Have a good day.